I just want to wake up every day, throw a leg over my scoot, and ride. American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner. On road or off road, wrencher, rider, racer, or just a weekend warrior, this is the show for you. You found us, my fellas. Welcome to the American Roadrunner Podcast. And now, your host, Bob Marshall. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are back for part four, Durango Road, episode 31. We get to finish our interview with one Mr. John Oates, the man, the myth, the legend behind all the good stuff. And boy, I just had to remember listening to this interview again, how excited him and I both were to get to sit down and talk to one another. The good thing is you get all the inside scoops and stories. The other thing is sometimes we kind of talk over each other because we get so excited about what we're talking about. But regardless, figuring out how to put together a really, really, really good motorcycle event and the road that leads to it and back and everything in between, this is a place to be. John Oaks, part two. This is part four, Durango Road. Enjoy, my fellows. So you guys came, you came to the flat track racing, right? Oh, yeah, because, uh, yeah, Jer and Willie and Ted. Ted had that big yep. yellow 1945 out there. They were all dad. running. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, everybody was running. And and then you came you came to the hill climb, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think there might have been a stop or two at El Rancho in the middle there, and I know. Yeah. Annette had her like girls ride she was doing and Stacy. Yeah, it was Saturday, yeah. Saturday afternoon was was the Stacy Wilts ride to food, like women's only ride and show. Right, right. Yeah. And then the, the hill climb, man, that was that was exciting for me because we had never we had never done it before. Uh-huh. Um and we I'd worked with Logan Lackey, Wheelie Pig, you know, helped him with his X Games appearance this year, Winter X Games. Harley Davidson had snow hill climb added as an event in the winter x games okay and helped him with his you know kind of racing efforts and organized everybody uh you know put together some marketing promo and 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 just helped you know with his racing appearance at x games yeah and and coming out of that you know even in advance of that we wanted to add a hill climb it's like what else can we what else we going to add to make it bigger better and different this year and something interesting and we started the conversations with with the ski resort and i'd say there, there was a little hesitation when you say can i run a motorcycle up your beautiful resort oh, yeah, hill yeah and and they're used well, to purgatory yeah. their name is purgatory they got us yeah yeah sorry. And, and and they're they're used to you know skiers and snowboarders coming downhill and mountain bikers coming downhill and thankfully you know the the operations team there and the management there like they were really into it it took us a little while to to kind of work through you know the details of how do you rent a mountain so we can run (laughs) mountain motorcycles up them right and and once we got through the you know the administrative part of that um you know it, it was fantastic to work with but that day for me we had rode a group of us like all the vendors and sponsors and key people that were gonna work you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we weren't there on vacation. We were there working. Right. And, right. 
and and I the year prior, um, one of our video guys, uh, photographer and videographer, um, had come to like on Thursday afternoon. It's like I need I want to go get some writing shots. The sun's gone down. The light looks good. Whatever it is, cool. like can can a couple of people you know jump on the bikes and go for a ride? And I grabbed just impromptu like, hey you you and you, let's let's go run up you know five fifty and go for a ride so the camera guys can get whatever shots and you know photo and video. That the camera yeah, that's guys a need. pretty road five fifty. And then, and so it, it kind of accidentally happened, the you know, in 2018. And then this year, everybody's like load in advance was, you have to bring a motorcycle if you're working. Bring your motorcycle, and at four o'clock, we're gonna leave. <laughs> so get your shit set up, and we're going on a ride at four o'clock. You How know, did that and, the go? Guy, and the camera guys are gonna come, and I. Um, I'm probably sometimes I'm the best person to organize a ride. And sometimes I'm the worst person to organize a ride because I think we left, you know, and, and I'll look at Aaron behind the video. I think we left at five fifteen because I was, it had, you know, something came up with the insurance for the hill climb and like, and I had, I was like, you know, pretty much the only capable human being to like finish that task or else it would have ruined, you know, the weekend I'll say. And so anyway, and and thankfully there was a couple of people that were having bike issues and late. So I wasn't, you know, the only one holding it up, but it wasn't like this prompt. We're leaving kickstands up on time or else you're left, thankfully. So, yeah. And I think it's hard too. anytime you're organizing, I, when I see a group of motorcycles go down the road, I have no idea. And I know when we did the stampede, you know, there was 60 of us, maybe 50 of us finished. We get to the other side, and they go, we're going to do a photo shoot. I think it was Sunday, 10 a.m., meet yeah. at the hotel. And we all went, are you crazy? We're not F that. No, thank you. Well, Michael Lichter is going to be photographing it. Well, at what time? We'll yeah, all be there we'll at 930. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so that was a real joy, you know, to watch him, uh, well, to be photographed by him, but have him sit backwards on a motorcycle and tell you, okay, ride by and sit, you know. That was... Man, I have a, I have a, a, a good, like, Michael Lichter story. He and I in Sturgis together this year, I had the, one, one of the bikes we gave away, uh, a Fat Bob, a, a soft tail Fat Bob this year was one of the bikes that we gave away with Skyute Casino and Speed Kings. Steve from Speed Kings, you know, customized and Who? set up. Uh, Steve from Speed Kings? Do you know uh, Steve? I don't know. Um, I'm just kidding. The man's one of my uh, dearest. He's oh, a great guy. He's God, right down like, the street. Oh, sorry. God, oh, yeah, he is right so, down the street. Super cool guy named Steve. So, yeah. So like super him. cool guy named Steve from Speed Kings. Yep. You know, we, we he set up, you know, one of the bikes that we gave away, customized it. Lucky you. And, and and he and I, I I was dragging the bike around. We showed it off at Born Free, take it to Sturgis, and somehow in in the middle of Sturgis, it, you know, and I was there a couple of days in advance. Michael Lichter doesn't have a bike to ride, and I'm like, well, huh. I I have my my Dyna and this soft tail that we're giving away, <laughs> and like I I got nothing to do with it for the next couple of days, and if we're giving it away, we might as well put a couple miles on it, you yeah. know. So Michael, Michael, take Lichter this bike. Miles. You know, and, and, and Michael got to take the soft tail. I think combination, I think he put about a hundred something miles on that bike, riding it around Sturgis. And then, you know, we had a few other people for some photo shoots and video shoot content. So we, we did a good job of putting a couple hundred miles on the bike before we gave it away. I think that'd uh, be cool. Yeah. I so, mean, I'm, I've always been a, a fan of his, but man, if he's right. Yeah, that's great. That's a win-win. Yeah. Now, if you get dumped to ride a motorcycle first, it probably wouldn't be the same. <laughs> Especially if he farted on the seat or something. It probably wouldn't work, you know. But The paint would peel off. American Roadrunner brings you a Roadrunner in the Headlight. New segment of the show. Hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoy making of it. 
Today, the headlight is on, one Mr. Dakota Howard. Now, Dakota is just a guy who started messaging me through the gram, but he had all the right questions, so I knew he was definitely one of us. So, American Roadrunner Dakota Howard likes to ride a Triumph Tiger. It's a 2010, it's a Triumph Tiger 800 model. He's done all the cool uh, customizations and add-ons and stuff to make it his that you'd expect from such a machine. You know, the sweet panniers, skid plates, hand guards, you know, aftermarket exhaust, uh, headlight, and of course, my favorite, the saddle rag. Dakota hails these days from Arlington, Washington, the city of Arlington and the state of Washington. He usually rides on-road as well as off-road and still trying to figure it all out. He just kind of picks a place on the map and goes. His passion for riding comes from hanging out with a stepdad who was a Harley guy back in the day, but kind of a fair-weather rider these days on his Harley. And Dakota thought, well, that's cool, but probably not what he was interested in. So... He was sitting in a cafe one day, so the story goes, and apparently a bunch of cool guys cruised by on their uh, on-road, off-road, multi-purpose motorcycles, and he thought, well, that's the way to go. So he uh, ended up picking one up and hasn't been the same since. Started out doing a YouTube channel as well with, with a buddy, but apparently that didn't work out, so he went to the podcast. This is a dual adventure podcast, dual ADV radio podcast. The other cool thing is he gets to ride with his girlfriend. I guess she rode on the back for a month or so and decided it was time for her to get her own. You can find Miss Anna and all the cool shit she does at Banana Brap. Her Instagram is B-A-N-A-N-A-B-R-A-P. They both aspire to cruise on the Trans-American Trail someday. But getting schedules to match up like the rest of us can be really hard for them. But riding and camping is just what they do. Apparently their longest trip has been 11 days. And he's uh, doing 15 or 20,000 miles a year. He's also conquered and completed the ride 1K in a day after hearing about it here on this podcast. The clincher is Dakota's only been at this for two and a half years. He's just really embraced it and found it part of what he needs to do to be a whole person. So good for him. Check him out. Instagram handle, DualAV, D-U-A-L-A-D-V. Dakota Howard at DualAV. Don't forget his podcast, Dual ADV Radio. The man's having a lot of fun, doing a lot of cool stuff, and uh, enjoying life on two wheels. Thanks for being a fellow roadrunner, sir. And please know, we will be doing this segment of this show quite a bit more in the future. Maybe one per episode, who knows. If you're interested in getting in, send me a little DM maybe on the gram or an email. Let's uh, get some good freaking headlights on the fellow roadrunners we got out running on road in John America. And now back to the road. It is very exciting from our point of view because I think naturally we spend a lot of time, we'll hit a little camp out with a few friends, but then we'll go to a big camp out. And then we hit a little, let's do lunch today, some afternoon on a Saturday. And then we go to a big event that's all weekend. And I don't think we realize 
how much effort and energy and work. I know with a bait personally, every year in April, we do a big uh, run. We call it the bare necessities run where we gather up all the underwears and undergarments that the local Salvation Army will use all year long. And everybody brings unopened, unused (laughs) packages of underwears and whatnot. And uh, it works very well, but it's a lot. And it's kind of the only day-long event we do. Yeah. So I can't even imagine or begin to imagine the effort and energy that goes into a weekend event, especially one as big and exciting as the Four Corners. You know, you're not here because you're paying me or because uh, there's or because you're giving me a Harley. You know, you're here because I'm a big fan of the, the Four Corners rally that you put on. So I think you really need to pat yourself on the back. But I suspect... For other people out there who might be interested in doing a weekend thing sometime or a day thing sometime, I suspect you have a few tricks up your sleeve you could share with putting on these rallies. You know, uh, man, I'm, sh- I'm sure I do. And, and really it comes down to like a great team of people, like the staff, yeah. you know, from Durango Harley-Davidson and the team that works, you know, with us throughout the year, whether it be, you know, the... the Dump, dump truck and Stacy Will and I could go on and on and name people Trevor Bird and everybody that right. works Durango Harley Davidson um, you know the partnerships that we have with the, the, the Sky Ute Casino and the city of Durango and the, the county that we rent the fairgrounds from like we're able to you know with, with Four Corners this year the unique part about organizing that event is most events and I've, I've, I've been doing events since I was 13 years old, maybe even before that, getting kids to skip school and come party over at my house. And that's the beginning of my career, you know, and, 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 and whatever those stories are. And I can, but with four corners this year, we had nine different locations separated by like 80 miles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like from, you know, we, at the casino, we had the Harley Davidson demo rig, the Indian demo rig, the speed King stunt team, some vendors and at the (laughs) casino, we managed that, you know, parking lot. Then we manage what's going on in the Harley dealership parking lot. Then we close off a block in downtown Durango. We have a parade that rides through downtown. We rent the fairgrounds to have the flat track racing. We rented the fucking mountain. Thank you, Purgatory. Yeah. Um, man, to have the hill climb. That was nuts. That was great. And, and, and so there's all these different, you know, kind of bits and pieces. And, and I, I think one of the probably uh problems like being self-aware with my personality and and who i am as like a business operator and an entrepreneur is i'll go let's have a hill climb it'll be easy <laughs> right we and just then, need a hill we're in colorado there's a few hills around let's just right? have a hill climb it'll be easy you know and then you know the just the, i guess the team of people right that come together and sometimes some of those like crazy cockamamie ideas that i don't fully <laughs> think through you know when we need to have a hill climb and you know but it, it, you know that in that particular event, I'll kind of connect the dots back to the other story. That particular event was awesome, and right. it was so much. And we intentionally, like with that, like wanted it to be, you know, kind of an open, fun. Not there, there wasn't a big cash purse. There was no cash at all. Like right, right, right. you know, the participation awards were cold eight oh fives after you were done racing. You know, which and is funny because I know half the guys running and my friends don't drink. Don't drink. So. <laughs> you know, and it was, but it was just there but for that's fun, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and in that process, like it was just you know so exciting and and all connect. Like when I 
we we were doing that ride. I was telling her, you know, talking earlier about the ride that we did on Thursday. We all ended up riding up to Purgatory and had the guy Matt that was working with us. Really, he was the key, the linchpin oh, of yeah. of the hill climb operation. It would have fallen Matt. apart without Matt. Shout out Matt, thank you. Uh, Matt. Uh, and so with that, um, we watched him do a couple of test runs up the hill, and everybody that was going to work that didn't get to see it got to see it. And then you know in that process i hadn't been back to the hill because it was 50 miles away from everything else right, 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 right. on on friday there was too much going on on saturday and then on sunday we're rolling into the hill climb and trevor and i and dump truck and um uh, cody cop from the local radio station that we work with uh-huh. we all rode in the parade sunday morning yeah. and then left the parade and made a you know beeline up to purgatory to get there and I, you know, have no idea how many people are there. I've been on my bike for about two hours at that point in the parade, and then from the parade, riding up there. So I couldn't text yeah, or call yeah, yeah. my guys and be like, how's it going? Is there any problems? How's practice? Is anything like, is anything fucked up or is everything great? I had no idea. Right, <laughs> right. right. And, and we pull up, you know, this like chicaning-esque turn of a road, like up to Purgatory. And there was so... So many motorcycles in the parking lot. It was a sea of motorcycles. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Underneath my helmet, oh, it yeah. was like a tear of joy, like welled up in my eyes of oh, excitement, yeah. like how many bikes there was there. Yeah. And then we rip, rip, rip around and park in the pits. And, you know, there, there's a, a woman there by the name of Stormy who runs the, the bar there. And she works. She rides and her husband or boyfriend ride as well. Oh, that and, bar was busting nuts. And she yeah. she came. She was down at Durango Harley-Davidson on Friday. And she told me, she's like, I took vacation this weekend on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I'm like, hold on. You took vacation. What about running your bar on, on Sunday when yeah. we had the hill climb? She goes, I'm drinking a beer and my staff knows when I go up to the bar and I'm drinking a beer, I'm not working. And I roll up a little bit late and, and I walk over, you know, to the bar and she's behind the bar, left hand serving a beer, right hand serving a beer, <laughs> left hand, right hand. And she I had to get and to I, it. I, and I look at her and kind of like roll my eyes and, you know, not, not in my head. And she, she's like, I, I'm on vacation, but she just, <laughs> it was, there were so many people that showed there up. There are so many people. And it was it, so yeah, much fun. It was so great. You know, and we there's guys on hardtails and softtails and dinas like oh, yeah. one, one of the guys you know stuff. like running up the hill and then you know the I think the the moment for me you know uh, as soon as I got there I started asking questions I'm quizzed like how's it going everything good what problems do we have you know like just kind of checking the pulse of everything you know with 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 the team that's running running the race makes sense and um, I was like and how how practice go like did anybody get hurt. Like, it's always the question I don't want to ask, but I need to know the answer to, you <laughs> right. know, and, and did everybody make it up the hill? It's like, no, there was a lot of crashes. And I'm like, okay, that's good. There's but if they didn't lot. get hurt and there's crashes, it's good entertainment. Did people actually make it all the way up the hill? And when we, um, you know, had set up the hill, uh, you know, we, there, there's this, it's kind of in three, kind stages. Of like three stages. Yeah. yeah. The first stage, there's a bunch of ruts and rocks and, and, and really, you know, like some skillful motorcycle riding, getting out of the hill. There's not a lot of Ill incline, like the hill climb, the first stage of it was pretty flat, a little bit of Ill, like elevation, but not much. The second stage was like, I would just call it, give it throttle and go. It was a nice grass. It was a good <laughs> yeah. grass patch, yeah, you know, yeah. not a lot of bumps, no ruts, you know, they're, they're just give it gas and go. And then there's a, a, a cutout from, 
uh, like the downhill mountain biking path right, that I, right. I deemed bitch out turnout. Right. Perfect. So if, if, if you were going <laughs> to bitch where I out, turned out. You, I would, yeah. I was sitting there looking up that hill and I'm like, I would not ride a dirt bike that was purpose built for running up this hill, <laughs> period. I would just, I wouldn't do it. Right. But I don't have as big a balls or bike handling skills as some of these guys do and gals or like everybody that ran up the hill. And uh, Jake Pope, um, who raced the flat track with oh, us yeah, the night before. One. I'm a fan, um, yeah. Jake, in practice, so the first thing when I asked the team, like, what happened in practice? Like, Jake Pope took a bell ringer from the top. He got all the way to the top of the hill. We thought he was going to crest it. And then I think I talked to Jake, and he was like, yeah, I could see the crest of the hill, like, through my handlebars. And then he just took a dig, like, straight off the back of the bike, fell backwards about 20 feet flying through the air ah. and just knocked himself. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was like the first like kind of hooligan, you know, heat, heat race or run up the hill. And first guy didn't get up the hill. Second guy get up the hill. And I might have the race order wrong. And then Jake Pope, man, he's just hammering on his bike. There's dirt flying everywhere. And he get, he's the first guy like in, in the official run of the race to get up the hill right throws his bike down and justin george our photographer that was at the top of the hill got this epic photo of him like the, <laughs> like the rocky balboa you know standing at the top of the mountain looking down at the crowd and i still like even telling the story the hair on the back of my neck stands up that the crowd yelled and cheered and the way it like reverberated like through the mountain like it just was this awesome like this is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, we're yeah. just getting started. Um, so this year, I think we'll we'll kind of cha- change up a little bit. Um, yeah, 2020. And, it's going to be a new year. You know, keep on rocking. And I think with the hill climb, you know, we're going to designate a couple more classes. We're going to have, you know, the chopper class and the hardtail class and the softtail class. <laughs> the, and let it, the Bob like, and all his idiot friends class. Yeah, yeah, okay. Bob, you're going to have your own class. Oh, Bob's, in, great, Bob's Invitational, for sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm in. That's great. And, Anyway, so yeah. know, we're just looking at ways to add, you know, to the event and to make it different and make it about riding motorcycles. There's so many things, man, when you, you, you go to certain places and, you know, whether it be Daytona or Vegas, I feel like are the two biggest victims, right? Where you ride there and then you park your bike and then people just party and hang out and it's not about riding motorcycles. And with Four yeah, Corners. that's weird. South, anybody listening, uh, if you have never been to Southwest Colorado, it is the oh, most amazing the most place. most amazing in the United States of America to ride. And you have from, from the mountains to elevation to the plains to Pagosa two to road, four Ma- lane, Ma- Mesa two Verde. Lane. There's like thousands of year old cave dwellings oh, like yeah. chipped into the side of the mountain. And and then there's just beautiful downtown Durango that has amazing food and breweries. And well, and so if you're coming so from the Midwest, you got Wolf Creek's Pass, which is always exciting. And then if you're coming from the West Coast, you can go up through Zion and Bryce right. Canyon. Like you might as well ride a motorcycle on Mars, right? You right, know, right, through, right. through Zion. That and was my area. coffee maker, by the way. It seems like every effing podcast, a damn coffee maker goes off to remind me. It's I'm been gl- a few. I'm, hours I'm glad now. it's not a bomb, and I'm glad it wasn't no, my cell phone. So we're good. That's just like the tenth podcast where the damn coffee maker goes off. But, me out. Anyway. It is, and I think that's going to be the win-win about it. Is that it's very well located, so wherever you are in the country, you're going to have the opportunity to enjoy a really pretty ride, and it always works out where the weather's real nice. You know, um, yeah, riding, riding along a river in Colorado, there's nothing wrong with that. That's it. End of story. You know, and then to just all the little like 
destination, like short destinations. Maybe when you ride 750 miles to get there, like you did in one sit, and then you, you want to hang out with your friends for a few days. Um, you know, you can ride, ride over what we call, uh, I don't know who gets credit for calling it like the Oak Soaks run. Like we, uh, last name <laughs> Oaks. there's, there's That's in cool. Pagosa Springs. Um, there, there's a place uh, I got, I got to remember the name of it. Um, the like Pagosa resort or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's a hot spring resort. Oh yeah, but, yeah. But it's not like you know. I'll call it like the hippie hole hot springs, where it's like a oh, dirt yeah. trail off the side of the road. This place is like no, a it's legitimate pretty legit. yeah. resort. The Ghost of it's, Springs. It resort. sits on it sits on the edge of the river. Yeah. And there's like I think it's 27 different geothermal heated hot That's springs. A lot. Yeah. And and they they range anywhere from like 88 degrees to like 100 and fuck. You can't even get in it. You know, like <laughs> right, and, right. And so you. The, the place I discovered this place, a, a buddy of mine, Lou, he and I were riding there like through through um, Durango and, and out towards Pagosa. Just we had no idea where we were and where we were going. We we're just exploring, ripping around. And there's these big, black, dark, ominous clouds. And I've ridden through enough rain in my life and thunderstorms. And I was just like, yeah, you know, like we're out on this like Sunday, fun day, whatever it is, ripping around. You know, I don't really feel like riding through the rain and I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Let's pull over and check out this little town. Like what is Pagosa all about? Oh, and what is it? Awesome. And it says Springs. Springs, yeah. And and I just like like most people should. I ride with board shorts on my bike, so when I need to go, you know, dump Oh, so junk. you yeah, but so you hadn't heard the MC McCall song. <laughs> What the heck? Did anybody else hear it? What did I just say? MC McCall. Who the hell? I meant to say C.W. McCall. I'm so freaking embarrassed. C.W. McCall. Musician. 1970s. Uh, Maybe the early 80s as well. He did that most popular tune, Convoy. As well as the song I'm talking about here in this part of the interview, Wolf Creek Pass. I should be ashamed of myself. Someone should take my damn card. I don't know what the hell my problem is. C.W. McCall, Wolf Creek Pass. Check it out sometime. It's a true story. And I know that because fellow Stampeder, Cy Henry, who now resides in Hawaii was uh, a kid when it happened. Chickens all over the side of the road. And now, back to our regularly scheduled road. Uh, you know, about Pagosa Springs. No. Chickens had, scattling over the hill. You know it now, though. I, I, need, I need to. Oh, we're I need to now. No, I don't know it now. I just learned something right well, there. Well, it's so. a real story, so yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to find we, we'll have to we, it. We roll through. And MC we, McColl. We go, we go sit at the Pagosa Hot Springs. Oh, and it starts, you're in heaven. And it starts pouring down rain, <laughs> and we sat there for five hours. It was the best rainstorm I'd great. ever ridden in my entire <laughs> life. Right. We sit there, let the bikes get wet. We're sitting in the hot springs. We're going around from 111, 105 to 100 to 88 to sitting there and just enjoying the rain. And then it was early enough in the day on that day that we were riding that the, the sun broke and the blue skies came back out. And I'm like, you ready to keep riding? 
yep <laughs> and and we got back on the road and, and just kept putting around but and at that moment i like discovered what Pocosa hot springs was right, you know like the right. best way like and and then the moral of the story is always bring your swim trucks always bring you always i know bring i always trucks yeah, yeah. you never know when you're gonna need to go you jump never. in a river do a push-up in a stream or <laughs> go sit in a hot spring somewhere and, yeah that's uh, pretty good but and that's the part like with with that that area four corners is you can you can ride 50 miles over to Pagosa from Durango and that's go right. sit in the hot springs. You can go out right. to the casino. You can go up to the mountains. You can go to Mesa Verde. You can go here. There's all these really entries. You can go to the Four Corners Monument, like the only place in the United States you can be in four states at the same at time. At the same time. And, and, you know, there's all these just interesting, you know, kind of day trip rides, you know, and, and if you want to do... Reservation. All kinds of stuff. So it's just, it's great riding. Creek Pass, Trinidad. There's a lot of history there, too. Yeah. A lot of history in that part of the country. Mr. Marshall, will you please tell us a story? Story time, story time. It looks like Miss Nicole talked me into it. This week, the question comes in from one Mr. Nick Huff. You may know him better as Knives Made by Nick. He asked me, Bob... What is your favorite road you've ridden on more than once? Wow. So this one took a lot of effort. And I got to tell you, it goes back last week, Cornville. There I am, hanging out in Cornville the way I do. And I love that part of the country. It's just amazing and beautiful. And I haven't been there when it's too cold, so I really don't know. But... Definitely one of my favorite places to ride to. Just a nice seven or seven or eight hour ride from here. But I brought the long way home, because why not? It was Sunday afternoon. So the answer was from Cottonwood, Cornville there. I went up to Jerome and brought the 89 down, 89A to the 89. And I got to tell you, I forget. I forget all the time until I'm on that road and I just remember... You go through mountains, then you go through a valley. Then you go through mountains, then you go through a valley. So the answer may be, out of everywhere I've been, interstates, states, I'd have to do some counting, but it's got to be 30-something, maybe 40-something states I've gotten to ride through. The 89A, Arizona, northern Arizona, down to central there, western and uh boy i took the long way the very very long way uh but boy totally worth it 89a arizona check it out if you ever get a chance mr nick huff knives made by nick on the gram i gotta tell you this guy does some really good work too so check him out when you get a chance thanks for the question nick and now back to our regularly scheduled road It all had to start somewhere for you. Yeah. The whole two-wheeled addiction, sickness oh, like, that you have like the rest of us. You know, I, uh, that's, that's a good question. Yeah, right? let's I'll get give to my, the meat my, potatoes. My, my motorcycle uh, history, right? Um, I was born in Charleston, South Carolina on the Navy base. Right. And um, my parents were super young when they had kids. It blows my mind thinking about it. My mom and dad, when they had my older brother, were 17. When they had me, they were 21 years old. My wow. dad's in the Navy on a nuclear missile sub and he went out and i have to i should be able to tell this story but he went out and bought you know spent a couple of grand and bought a (laughs) brand new like nate like anybody when you're in the navy and you get your signing bonus and your money and everything and you got two kids the thing that you should do 
is go buy a brand new motorcycle. My dad did <laughs> That's that. That's right. Like he went and got a brand new motorcycle. He spent a couple of grand on an old Yamaha, whatever it was. And and I think I had to be four or five years old. And my dad set me on the back of his bike and I went for a ride. I'm sure my mom loved it, but she was old oh, yeah. enough, you know, probably not to know any better, young enough not to know any better, right? And like my, uh, my dad put me on the back of his bike and went for a ride and I was four or five years old. And then, um, you know, so my dad had a bike and rode, you know, when I was younger. And then I think that like, that was my first motorcycle experience, right? Like yeah. having my dad put me on the back of a bike and go putting around the neighborhood on the Stoner. back of my dad's bike. Gateway drug. Yeah. And then, and then I grew up, you know, we moved, my dad was, we were in the Navy. I was born in Charleston, went to, you know, Maine for a bit and then settled in St. Louis. My parents were from St. Louis. So we moved to St. Louis and that's where I, I say I'm from. That's my hometown. I grew up in St. Louis. I was born in Charleston, but moved there when I was like five or six years old. And then. No, I get it. Um, Missouri is a pretty, pretty pretty land and Although, did you say missouri missouri it depends on which side of the state missouri, yeah well, missouri, my, so, so missouri. My, my mom's from independence so it's missouri yeah. independence missouri missouri yeah from the, the southern part it's missouri yeah. from like we're from just outside of st louis is where i grew up so <laughs> little, you know still a jumping off point back yeah. in the day but yeah and um yeah i grew up there and you know um you know, I had friends that rode bikes, but I, I really grew up like skateboarding was like the foundation of oh, like okay. my childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So skate, skateboarding, you know, hard, hardcore punk rock music, you know, my childhood best friend and I one summer, like he, he grew up playing guitar and, and, and singing in the church band or whatever it was. And one summer, I think we were like 11 or 12 years old. I went say, oh, I'm, I'm going to be the drummer, right? And I'm inspired by Green Day and I'm going to go be the drummer. And, you know, um, went That's to a local good. pawn shop and bought a drum kit and that summer we started a garage band in my my garage like right next to my dad's bike you know like <laughs> me learning how to play you know play the drums and then quickly my my friend dan you know just immediately became like a thousand times better than i was at drums because he could already he had some music background and okay, experience with sure. guitar and singing and everything and he just usurped my you know ever you know non-musical talent and by the end of the summer the garage band had moved to his basement and it was him playing the drums all the instruments and then literally at the end of the summer i said you know what you you be the musician i'll do the <laughs> i'll do the business of the band and we're like 11 years old and that's really the story of of my life at that point like really you know jumped into music and working with him and the different bands yeah, that he was in yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know promoting shows you know like i when I was, I was 15 years old in high school, couldn't drive, convinced a friend of mine to skip school and went and sold sponsorship to the local recorded music shop, the local music instrument shop, the local aftermarket parts and like, you know, performance car shop and the local skate shop that we all bought our skate decks and work, you know, Soka skate um, wow. and sold so the school skipping truant underage minor <laughs> right would, would went out and collected sold sponsorship dollars, yeah. went and collected a couple hundred bucks and i went deposited that money into the bank account and then let the checks clear um because this is you know like and then went to school the next day and then after the checks cleared the next day i skipped school again and went down to the local radio station and bought radio ads for the concert that my childhood best friends band was playing and bought ads and i just did that and it's really to this day you know whether it's four corners motorcycle rally or whatever else it's doing it's the same thing that i do today now it's just more about motorcycles and if it's not i say it's not loud fast and fun like I and my company aren't involved. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That and, makes a lot of sense. And so, 
you know, in that process, you know, like talking more about bikes, I like when I moved to California, I was 21 years old when I moved to California. And at that point, I think it was 22, 23 years old. Um, I went to, to buy a bike. I had cash in my pocket and I ran, I've run, I'm an active runner and I, oh, cool. I ran, I was going to buy a Honda shadow of all things my dad that would have like, been a good idea my dad, i got my dad, a few i love my them. dad talked my dad talked me into it he was like oh like i'm like oh figure out what bike i got da, 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 da. i want to go get a honda shadow i ran to the local <laughs> like like six mile run and i ran to the dealership to buy a bike and i was going to run home i ride it right at home i ran there yeah. and i was going to ride it home yeah and i and i got to the dealership and, and there's, there's a reason why I feel like this dealership's out of business now, right? I got to the, I literally had the, the sweaty money cash in my pocket to go buy a bike, my first ever like motorcycle. And I walked in and the guy, the sales guy at the dealership was such a dickhead oh, that geez. I'm like, I'm not going to let this guy get the commission or the gratitude of like selling me my first motorcycle. He was so rude yeah. to me when I walked in and I'm like, I got to fucking run home. <laughs> And That's like, the worst and, part, and what right? I did, and I actually, I didn't run home. I ran to like a friend of mine, John and Elaney, and ran like ran, ran to their house. And his wife gave me a ride home, and then <laughs> and then I ended nice. up getting a chopper, like an old, you know, we bought it bought a different bike, and then that just started the addiction, right? You know, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you that know, was good. You didn't let that situation oh, frustrate. Yeah, your your your. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. It just it tainted that dealership and it tainted the brand. I was yeah. like, I'm not buying that bike, and I just I ended up getting a different bike. So good know. on you. You like, do so much exciting stuff. Could, I wouldn't even. We could keep telling stories. Uh, uh, for yeah. Hours, well, you know, I think but, that's that, that's um, a given. Good for us. Yeah. Where's I'll I'll ask. I'm gonna ask you a question to close. Oh where's, sure. Where's your favorite place? If there's a ride or a story of where you've ridden your motorcycle, like. Yeah, can you put oh, one? Hilarious. Can yeah, you put a, one on a pedestal? Well, you know, it's always, in my opinion, it's always what you make it. Yeah. And so, if you show up with a bad attitude, you're gonna have a bad time. If you show up mad at your old lady, you're gonna be mad at your old lady the whole weekend. You know. So, I enjoy the road more than the destination, no matter what. That's just how it's gonna be. I have shown up to places and. You know, uh, you, you show up to flat track race and they're jerks. You know, yeah. the the people who are working the front gate, you know, or you show up to pay for something and and it's hard. If you're not careful, one apple will spoil the bunch or they, you know, the new thing at events is like, well, you can drink alcohol here, but not here. Or you can smoke here and not. To, listen, I'm I don't know what all these rules are about, but I'm an American. So I'm going to make this work. And if this doesn't work for you, I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, when it comes to all those set rules where they want to control the crowd to do what they want to do, well, that sounds a lot like being locked up. I work in a jail sometimes downtown. I take care of a bunch of county buildings downtown. So I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in being told what I can do, what I can't do, where I can't, you know. I don't really drink, so... And we all know that there are certain rules and regulations that we have to do with law. So when I get somewhere and no one's frisking me, no one's telling me to take off my bait vest, and no one's telling me, you know, I can't have a pocket knife or I can't smoke here and I can't smoke there, 
then that's it. It's very American, and I'm in love. So congratulations, the Durango Four Corners <laughs> Rally in Durango. At no point did I have any of those issues. Perfect. We uh, try to try to keep it that way. You know, I think I think that's what it's all about. And so, yeah, I've been to a lot of events, and you know, I'm not going to mention them. Maybe it was just whoever I was dealing. Who knows? But uh, I really enjoy the road. So a nice 750 mile scoot compared to. You know, the 1,000 mile or 1,500 mile I've done in a day, whatever crazy crap I've done. And I know the guys who live in Durango, they hop down for Born Free because yeah. it's only 750 miles and they're used to doing the same numbers, you know. So I think that's the exciting part. So I think you really got to pat yourselves on the back on not having all the extra security, all the extra BS, all the extra rules and regulations. I'm just, but, you know, that's me. I like. I like open themes, and I yeah, like... Yeah, we like to try to keep it fun, right? Exactly. Yeah, so when you got too much, it's not fun. And I think that's the benefit of the road, too. We know all the rules and regulations, but on a motorcycle, you're a little special. You get to split a few lanes and not have to wait in traffic. You get to... That's the hard part, coming from California and then rolling through other states where you're... you're you know, pent up lane spinning, splitting yeah. aggression. Like I can't yeah. do this here, but every once in a while you just have to anyway. And yeah, I think if more people rode around on old cop bikes, like I do, it kind of, <laughs> they don't question you so much. That's for sure. That's uh, good stuff. John, thanks for asking. No, that was, that was good fun. It was good to have you. Yeah. Until next time. Let's go to the corner. It's time to talk tech. Let's go to the corner. It's time to talk tech. Yep, new segment of the show, Talking Tech Corner. In this segment, we're going to be figuring out a few of life's problems, one question, one answer at a time. It seems for most of us, the things that make us uncomfortable are the things we tend to avoid. So what if we could take that which makes us uncomfortable and make it comfortable? As I wrote about it in my book, we did not come home from the hospital on scoots. Sometimes the things and forces that drag on us while riding can really wear us down if we let them. For myself, I've gotten to spend a lot of time and effort getting over my fears of riding. Wind, road, the feeling of the machine, and everything around me bouncing and undulating and getting crazy was a bit uncomfortable when I first started seriously riding, and that was probably only 15 years ago for myself. But these days, I prefer to ride, especially over driving or being cooped up in a car or truck. That just sounds miserable to me. I'd just much rather be on a scoot. On my ride to Durango, on this ride to the Four Corners Motorcycle Rally, I got to ride through or next to a really big storm and I knew I was next to it because I looked up and I looked around and I looked in front of me and I was right around Flagstaff where I get to make a left and I could see from the direction that the wind was going and everything that the storm was heading east and I was getting ready to head north. So even if I rode through it just a little bit, I assumed I'd be okay because the trees, the bushes, everything around me told me the wind was at my back and I was getting ready to make a left and go north. So I got a little wet and I was okay with that. Maybe 10, 15 minutes it pounded on me. But, you know, then I dried and it was a little chilly, but it wasn't unbearable at all. 
and my mama made me waterproof and everything worked out really good because I thought it would and I had a bit of a plan. Maybe experience taught me that or maybe I just headed into it understanding that I had a change of clothes. So if I had to pull over to a gas station somewhere and change my clothes, dry myself out, that'd be okay too. The one good thing about a motorcycle is that there's always wind around to dry your clothes out. My point to mentioning this is don't be afraid to look up and see what's in front of you and be okay with whatever plan you come up with. And if that plan includes getting a little wet on the road that you choose, I think that's okay. Just a big thanks for enjoying this long show. Yes, this was a longer four-part show compared to our usual programming, but things really are getting better and they are moving forward in this show. I'd like to send a big thanks out, of course, to John Oakes for all that he does for our riding community and for taking the time to sit down with me and share a few good stories. That was quite a pleasant treat and added just that much to this show, Durango Road. Also, just a big thanks out to the talents of Nicole Valencia for lending us her voice on this show. Yes, you have heard her before on the radio and continue to hear her a lot on the radio as well as audiobooks and a bunch of other cool stuff. She's uh, quite the voice talent and lucky us to have her along for the ride. So things are moving forward. The road in the show and all it's about is getting much more exciting. And in all of that excitement, before I forget, if you're listening to this show, it's most likely on a podcast, which means you're probably into podcasts. So let's talk about podcasting for a minute. Podcasts are awesome. They're on demand. They're free. They're digital. You can look them up anytime you want and listen to them as much as you want and then go back and listen to previous episodes. I know all this because I am a huge fan of podcasts. Let me tell you about one of my favorite ones. No, I'm not collecting money from this person I'm about to tell you about their freaking awesome show called Legends of the Old West. This is by Chris Wimmer, and I befriended Chris and his sister who put on Legends of the Old West podcast simply because I was a fan. So I started reaching out to them, asking questions, and this was even before I started having hosting this podcast. If you're into super cool things, Americana Stories, Legends of the Old West podcast. Check it out. It's put out by Black Barrel Media. He's also done short histories. He'll usually do a handful of podcasts regarding a certain subject matter. So you got several hours of great history where Chris talks it all out and goes through all of it. And it's not about talking it out. It's about story sharing. He's just sharing a good story. Legends of the Old West podcast. Don't forget to check that out. As far as what we're doing here at American Roadrunner, I've been very excited. There's been some great articles written on me lately. I've gotten to do some great public speaking engagements, most of them local here in Southern California, but I'm having a good time with it. Um, some of it is regarding, you know, the book. Some of it's regarding different poetry that I've gotten to write in the past and share with the community to keep it G-rated if children are around. But above all, life is good, and story sharing is always extremely exciting for a man like me. Until next time, my fellows, 
keep the rubber side down and enjoy your road. American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner. All I want is a machine between my legs and an open highway. Music for the American Roadrunner podcast is brought to you by Meek. The American Roadrunner podcast is an ARR production. Keep up with Bob Marshall and his adventures and stories from the road at AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook.com, American Roadrunner on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to check us out on YouTube. We'll see you on the road.